the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Hitting the high notes, baby. Smash with you right here. What's going on? Anyone and everyone who might happen to be alive at this particular point in time. Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world and a huge howdy to the high holy three. I guess some sort of big storm uh, blew through Alton here, through the river bend. I didn't see it. I was driving in. But it wasn't as, uh, as, as bizarre and or bleak as was last Thursday's storm. Although at the same time, that was something of beauty. Because the sky got black and all the lightning bolts and everything, you know. Yeah, you got to be scared of lightning bolts. I've had a couple of friends been uh, electrocuted by lightning bolts going through them. Uh, my one buddy, Dave, he's got this uh, lightning bolt went right where the neck meets the shoulder right there. Went... Straight down his leg, I'm telling you. This was back in the day when in the morning they would have guys like grade school ROTC type guys and they would go out and they would uh, raise the flag each morning. The American flag and the state flag. And he was doing that one morning. And they said, no, Go ahead and bring it on down because storm's coming in. Okay. So he brings it on down, brings it on down, brings it on down. Crack! Lightning goes straight through just by his neck where that, uh, what is it called, the aorta vein or something like that? I'm not uh, a doctor, but I do play one on the air. But the aorta, right there, and went straight down through his leg. And and he showed us later because we're buddies. Um, this brown spot where it came out the bottom of his, his foot and this brown spot right by his neck. It's like, holy mackerel, it's amazing. This dude was not like dead because they had a full bolt of lightning go straight through his body. Now, I will say, guy had a weird look about him after that. I mean, just throughout, I see him every once in a while now. I'm going to go back to Indianapolis. He still got that look, you know. Like, something happened, but I kind of don't know what. But I do know what, but I don't want to say that's what it was. That's my man, Dave. He got struck by lightning. Watch out for the lightning. They had some uh, uh, on, uh, was it Fox? No, not Fox. Uh, Channel 4. I saw Channel 4. A bunch of people out in the park. <laughs> the storm's coming. And they're seeing all these lightning bolts, and ain't nobody moving because they're under the trees thinking, okay. And what comes through, through the trees? 
lightning bolt. Somebody gets zapped. No death, but zapped. Hey, watch out uh, for the uh, lightning. Got a great show for you here today. All kinds of stuff, especially mine. I tell you what. I love this guy, Kanye West, and I'll tell you why. He's a showman. This is show business to him. This guy knows how to work the cameras. This guy knows how to work the microphones. Knows how to work the media so as to get the most attention for himself to either sell records, bring attention for the sake of he's altering his personality and loving Jesus now, or running for president. I don't know if you heard about his presidential rally in, uh, was it, Charleston, uh, South Carolina, here uh, the night before, last night, night before, whenever it was. We'll get to that uh, coming up in, in just a little bit, too. A bunch of big-time birthdays. going to salute the music of uh, those folks coming up in just a little bit. But right now, as always, I'd like to open up Smash Daily, as is always here, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 o'clock, WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big Z. I always like to open up with a great song. This is a great song. When they ask me, you know, what's your top 10 favorite songs, this is one of them. I don't know what number it's at, but it's amongst the 10, all right? And this is what they call a one-hit wonder. One time for these guys, and that was it. But, man, I tell you what, every classic rock station, every station plays this song, and that does include our sister station, which is a magnificent station. If you want the best mix of the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s, which includes this song here, you're going to want to get to 94.3. My mix, 94.3. You'll hear great music, just like Sanford Townsend Band right here with Smash Daily. Oh, the 
right there, Nationals man. Nationals will open up the 2020 what? Major League Baseball season against the Yankees on Thursday. And what? top infectious disease expert and Nats superfan, Dr. Anthony Fauci, will throw out the ceremonial what? first pitch. Yeah, I just heard that this morning. Hey, Sanford Townsend band I love, Doc Fauci, 80 years old. He's coming on to 80 years old. He was born on December 24th, 1940. Christmas Eve, man. That must be a wild time to be born. I was born December 7th. That was uh, Pearl Harbor Day. But nevertheless, the bombs were flying either way. Hey, yeah, that's what happens. Dr. Fauci is throwing out the first pitch Thursday night. It's the uh, Nats against somebody. But that's uh, kicking off the MLB season. So it's normally the president. <laughs> so <laughs> the president's not all that, you know, I tell you, if I was a president and people didn't like me as much as they don't like this, this would have been the year to pitch out the first pitch because ain't nobody in the stands to boo you. I don't know who's running his ad campaigns, his marketing, his media. That's an obvious. Daggonest. I get mad sometimes, man, thinking about all the salaries these people make in the White House. For example, the first lady, Melania, she got a chief of staff for herself. Forget about the president's chief of staff. That chief of staff, Lindsey Reynolds, earned one hundred eighty-three thousand dollars a year. Sheesh! Well, I wish I understood this uh, this tech stuff. Ah, oh, like my friend Gary Bennett or my man Johnny over there at uh, JB Tech, John Kissler, the IT guy at the White House gets $168,000 a year just to make sure the IT is running correctly at the White House with 10 guys that serve under him. So who knows how much those guys are making. But the main dude, the IT guy, $168,000. I just got all this stuff. I was looking at him thinking to myself, gone it, man. I should have been smart, you know. But, you know, I mean, you, you got to be smart. Smart to be this stupid, you know. The travel director for the president, the person who sets up all the traveling, not for the president, but for the press that's going with the president. Travel director gets uh, 92.5 a year. You know what stenography is? I'm going to put the phone line out there. Maybe somebody can help me out with stenography. Here's the phone line 618. Smash, you don't have to say uh, 618. It's like WWW. You don't have to say that anymore. 618. Why? Because they'll listen to us on the Missouri side. Why? Because there's an international audience listening. Because I know. 618-465-1570. Okay? 618-465-1570. Now, stenography, as I understand it, got something to do with writing and the person who is the director of stenography, and they got four people working under under him, her, or it, 95.5 a year. Dang. Oh. I sigh. I weep. I gasp. Just some of the money these people are making at the White House. Social secretary. This is the one that sets up all the parties. All the dignitaries come to the parties and everything. Social secretary for the White House. $168,000. Oh, 
I should have worked for like a party outfit or something like that. Then I could have graduated, become a social secretary. I thought this would be more money, but one last one here. Press secretary for the president. That's at uh, Kaylee McAnally, whatever her name is. Cute little girl. Boy, she, I tell you what, she's ferocious, though. You know what she's like? She's like not like, like a shark. She's like one of them little fish. She got the real sharp razor-like teeth. And they'll eat you heavier than a shark will. Shark will just chomp. I still uh, bye bye my friend. But this with the little teeth, he'll be one tooth after another on you. It's Kaylee McAnally, whatever her last name is, 183 G's a year. I would have thought it'd been bigger, but hey, bravissimo young lady. That's all I got to say. A little bit of this. Salaries that we as Americans are paying these folks who are helping to run the government in the, uh, shall we say, uh, askance sort of way to the actuality of governmental rule. But where has that been for the last few years? And I ain't just saying four years. I'm saying a few years. All right. Hey, uh, lots going on here today. Stick with it. It's Smash Daily. It's WBGZ. I like that, by the way. Smash with you right here. For our friends at the place known as Jersey County Fence and Deck. Now, Jersey County Fence and Deck, I've been telling you about the decks and everything. And man, if you go to JCFD, Jersey County Fence and Deck, JCFD Online, throw the online in there, JCFDonline.com. You see all the work that these guys do. See the quality of craftsmanship that they got ready for you if it's deck building time but let's talk about the fence because they do fences too they can repair your deck they can repair your fence but boy i tell you if you get the opportunity to get a new one get a new one man because they got all the latest as far as the latest in building is concerned and here's the thing right now you tell me you heard about it on wbgz you got yourself 10 percent off the cost of labor so let's say you got a fence you're building i'm just doing some math for you and the labor's $1,000. Well, the labor's going to be 900 so you got $100 savings right there. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. So, here's the thing with fences. You know, the fence can be a decorative fence. The fence can be a protective fence and everything in between. Because it's nice to be decorative, but at the same time, you don't want to be so decorative. You got, like, slots. You know, like, for example, you got... You want to protect those who are in the fence and protect them from those end or that that is out of the fence, other side, and vice versa for that matter, because you never know. But I tell you what, man, you put that fence around, you got yourself a nice periphery of protection for yourself, your family, your youngsters, your grandkids, whatever the case may be. And if it's time to be thinking about doing something like that because you've made that decision off of this COVID stuff to stay at home and make your home your castle as many do and or should. Well, 
put that new deck on, put that new fence up. Say, well, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, selling about two or three years down the line. This ain't nothing but value added, I'm telling you. People love a great deck. You get with Dean Comer, he comes over, does all the social, uh, you know, distancing and all that stuff. And between him and you, your envisionment and his eye for design, uh, you know, I mean, a working man's eye for design is a great eye for design because he's seen all kinds of angles. That's what Dean Comer is all about, to take care of that eye for design, to apply it to what you need for your particular situation, fence, and or deck. And thus, you become uplifted. Reason being, you're loving your deck, your new outdoor space. You're loving your fence. you got the periphery around what your property is. And you're loving for the future because you know you got a nice value added for if the time should come that you want to sell your house. So take advantage of it. I told you what the uh, website was, is jcfdonline.com. Phone number. Talk to Dean. There you go, 618-616-3326. 618-616-3326 for Jersey County. Fence and deck. Let me hear the worship One of the greats right there, that's Hezekiah Walker. That's the way we start up. Sunday's here on WBGZ, the People's Praise Party. That's a Jesus music show that I do. You're selling Jesus? That's Jesus music, and I put some testimony in there. They're looking to sell you on. I'm just telling you what the deal is. You buy in if you want. That's what that is, all right? But I'm telling you, it's a great show. Because I grew up with uh, gospel music. Whether it be, you know, as uh, as they were called at one time, old Negro spirituals. Then you got uh, the the Southern Gospel, the the uh, Mountain Gospel. It's a magnificent array of all kinds of music. So I'm gonna turn you on to the way it's done, people's praise party style. Because one of the things as I was growing up is I got saved when I was ten years old. They told me I was a bad guy. I'm 10 years old. They told me I was a bad guy, bad kid. Well, wait a minute. I ain't done nothing. I'm only 10. So anyway, um, anyway, I'm going to turn you on to this. And this is the way we do it as far as, aha, I'm looking here. Sunday's our concern. And I'm seeing something that is unique in that Something is out of alignment here. Aha. Uh-huh. The alignment robot did not align this correctly. Hmm. Very unfortunate. That mean that I start smashing do not have the portion of the people's praise party that I wished to put into this slot? 
Ah, alas, alack, indeed. Poor Yorick, we knew him well. What to do, what to do? Oh, I could cry. But I ain't a cry baby. Ain't nothing to cry about. Sometimes the robot works, sometimes it don't. I could get angry. I already done that long, 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 long time ago as an angry young man. Didn't ever get me nowhere. Or I can just let you know. In this battle of man versus machine, something has gone awry. And in that, I will now hit this. And I believe that Icer smashed it in for the first time have been able in the battle of man versus machine to, in actuality, put myself in the place of it that wishes to take my place. There you go, machine. Thank you, Lord. Here is the People's Praise Party, as you will hear it this coming Sunday at 1 o'clock, as is always on WBGZ. Coming out of the West Side Baptist Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, my hometown, that is Demetrius West and the Jesus Promoters, talking about opening up those floodgates off that Choirology album that they put out in 2018. Opening up the floodgates, that's what the Lord does for you. Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me. In this says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much of a blessing that you ain't going to have enough room for it. That's the Lord talking right there. I'm just translating, delivering the message. Starts with your tithing. I've seen it work. I, for the longest time, didn't tithe. I needed the money. Sheesh. But boy, I tell you what, when I did tithe, but put that 10% right in there. Oh, man, I tell you what, the floodgates did open. Things changed for me. My finances, I was able to pay bills. Money was coming in from tangent angles, totally unexpected uh, sources of revenue. I'm telling you, the Lord is a provider. You say, wait a minute, Smash, didn't the Lord also open up some big floodgates uh, as far as drowning the world is concerned? Noah and all them? Well, yeah, the floodgates of heaven. That's an expression that describes the beginning of the deluge in Noah's day. The deluge, the downpouring, the deluge, the heavenly ocean. So by opening the deluge, the Lord rains upon you all good stuff. All right? It means just like Noah was there in the rain. And what came to him at the end of the whole thing? All good stuff. Brand new earth. But he had himself covered because the Lord said, hey, do this, do this, do this. With the animals, with the animals, and the animals. With the humans, with the humans, and the humans. And boom, when the deluge was gone, it's a brand new day. That's what I'm talking about right here. The Lord will go ahead and open up the floodgates to a brand new day. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. That's why it's important for you to have a personal relationship with God the Father directly 
a great church, a great pastor, they'll help you in developing that relationship. Got to take advantage of that. But hey, you got that relationship going with God. They lose. You're drenched in all that's good. Thank you, Lord. It's a people's praise party where the word is in the music. Well, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to walk in Jerusalem just like I Well, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to walk in Jerusalem just like I Well, my God told me just what to do. Walk in Jerusalem just like I If you make one step, I'll make two. Well, these are the words he said to me. If you make two steps, I'll make three. Well, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Well, I want to be ready. Yeah, I want to be ready. Well, John said the city was four square wide. I walk in Jerusalem just like John. I see my friends on the other yeah, side. I walk in Jerusalem just like John. Yeah, John said the city was built four square. I walk in Jerusalem just like John. I won't be content till I get there. Yeah, I walk in Jerusalem no. just like John. I said I want to be ready. Yeah, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Oh, yeah. Just like John, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Got to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to walk in Jerusalem just like John. Well, when I get to heaven, I'm gonna sing and shout. I walk in Jerusalem just like John. There'll be nobody to turn me out. I walk in Jerusalem just like John. Gonna walk with the Father, talk with the Son. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. Tell them about the world I just came through. I'm gonna walk, 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 walk. Gonna walk, strut, singing tall. Well, I want to be ready. Nice, nice, nice. I tell you what, sing along with the Blind Boys of Alabama right here on a People's Praise Party. That was a dude, Mark Cohn. Now, you may not recognize the name, but that dude had one of the biggest hits in the realm of the biggest hits. In fact, at the Grammys uh, back in his day, he was awarded the Grammy for Best New Artist. I'm sure you remember the song real, real quick. We're going to go from walking in Jerusalem to walking in this spot right here. You'll you'll recognize. Here's Mark Cohn on the People's Praise Party. When I was walking in Memphis I was walking with my 
my feet, ten feet off a beer. Walking in Memphis. But do I really feel the way I feel? They've got catfish on the table. They've got gospel in the air. River and green, be glad to see you. When you haven't got a prayer. But boy, you got a prayer in Memphis. That is one of the great songs right there, Walking in Memphis, a little bit earlier, Walking in Jerusalem, and that was from the Work to Do album by the Blind Boys and Mark Cohn. Oh, I know what you're saying. Smash, Mark Cohn, Mark Cohn, isn't Cohn a Jewish name? I mean, and he's singing Christian songs? Hey, I don't know how many years we've been letting Neil Diamond sing his Christmas songs, so off my back, please. Let Mr. Khan sing away if he's wanting to go ahead and croon it on the Jesus side. Because the word is in the music. And indeed, if the messenger is of a different sort, the main thing is the message getting through. That's why in this particular instance, the message, the word, is in the music. The messenger is yours truly, Asher Ben Ruby. Everybody just calls me to smash. You can check me out at asherbenruby.com or check out the whole thing at peoplespraiseparty.com. More great music coming your way. Uno momento, por favor, for those who speak with a different tongue. And that's the way we do it on Sundays, 1 o'clock right here. WBGZ, the People's Praise Party, peoplespraiseparty.com. that Joan Osborne that was a big big song when it was a big big song Joan Osborne she's pretty too birthdays today I'm gonna show you how this song plays into it all 
Cat Stevens, which I got a nice musical tribute to Cat Stevens coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Cat Stevens born on his date in 1948. It makes him, what, 71, 72, something like that. Don Knotts, man. Barney Fife. He's passed, but he was born on this date in 1924. Robin Williams. Man, that was an unfortunate death there. Robin Williams, born on this date in 1951. Gary Trudeau, who brought us the cartoon Doonesbury, 1948. And this dude, Eric Brazilian is his name. And he is a singer-songwriter. And he's the guy who wrote What If God Was One of Us that Joan Osborne had the big hit with. He also played in a band called The Hooters. And back in their day, they had a big, big hit with this song right here. Brazilian right there handling the uh, vocals and just writing the song right there, 1953, on his birth date. Boy, that was a big song. I remember those guys that was working D.C. at the time. And um, they came out of Pennsylvania, if my mind does serve me correctly. And they had that fluffed up hair and everything, you know, like bands had back in the 80s and early 90s. Some still today. Uh, But they had that fluffed up hair. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But we were tough guys in our band. We were like a street band, all right? Like uh, Springsteen's E Street Band, that was considered a street band. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, that was a street band, you know? Southside Johnny, that was a street band. But these guys, with their fluffed up hair and everything and really tight outfits and all that, we were, we were like tough guys. We were a street band. But they had all the women. Dog, we said. I never poofed my hair up or nothing like that, but uh, with a 42 waist, I started wearing a size 38. It just was unattractive. didn't work for our street band with me fashioning myself like the Hooters, the name of the band, and uh, and then trying to, I honestly, I didn't give a hoot, so I didn't pollute. Let, let me put it that way or any of the forestry folk who might be listening at this particular point in time here to WBGZ. I was looking at various things, you know. You try to find stuff to interest people with. <laughs> this I find kind of interesting. It's two things, real quick. In, in, uh, in uh, 2017, performing barefoot as usual, the singer-songwriter Barbara Weldon's uh, what's her name? 
She's barefoot on stage, all right? You know, like like hippie chicks will be barefoot on stage. They got a guitar, a strummer. They got themselves a, uh, some bongos or a djembe, and they're beating on it and all that stuff, and they're acting all hippie-ish and all that. Well, she gets electrocuted on stage and dies from cardiac arrest because she, like, stepped on one of the wires, electric wires, wrong. So I don't know what to tell you. Wear some rubber soles, you know, as far as the future is concerned, and you walking on stage with all kinds of cords and everything going all over the place. But, uh, hey, public service announcements are smashing here, smash daily, WBGZ. And then this I thought was pretty something. Since 1985, Joan Jett... For some reason, she called him up on the first one. I don't know why. But Joan Jett called up this young heavyweight boxer, up-and-coming kid. Mike Tyson was his name before his fight with Larry Sims. Well, Tyson beats Larry Sims bludgingly, just blam, over. And then Tyson says, hey, Joan Jett, I want you to call me before every fight because you are good luck. So before every fight, for every fight, Joan Jett would call Mike Tyson and he'd beat the living daylights out of somebody. <laughs> Have you seen him lately, by the way? He's kind of like handsome with his gray uh, short afro and his gray uh, afro beard. Kind of handsome. You know, he uh, has gotten so wealthy that what he does for a living is is sell carrier pigeons and messenger pigeons. I'm serious. If you didn't know that, look that up because Mike Tyson, that's what he does. He's a pigeon guy. Anyway, she calls him before every fight, every fight he wins until he did not have time to talk to her before the fight against Buster Douglas. He gets knocked out. He's out, loses that fight, and uh, the rest, they say, is history. So Joan Jett was a good luck charm there for uh, Mike Tyson. Just a couple of things, you know. You say, well, tell me something I don't know. Well, there's something you, you don't know right there, all right? Smash with you right here tomorrow at this time. It's tomorrow. What day is tomorrow? Oh, Wednesday. Oh, forget about it. But Friday at this time, I'm going to be talking some Cardinals baseball because opening game of the season. Is Friday night, 7-15, over there at Bush Stadium. Now, I don't know whether they're going to have the fake people in the stands or whatever. I don't know if they're going to be doing the uh, crowd applause and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that, uh, that'll be something to be seen because, you know, they could still do the uh, Clydesdales coming around and all that stuff. And since that's all spread six feet apart, you could have Lou Brock and all these guys coming on out. So we'll see what they wind up doing with that whole deal. But Ed Wheatley, who knows baseball like no other in this town, Ed Wheatley, the author of all the baseball books, he's going to be on here to talk baseball this coming Friday. Going to do a little bit on on Thursday because it's the opening of the MLB season. Dr. Fauci is throwing out the first pitch for the Nats against the whoevers. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the ratings are that particular night. Because that's the first game of this whacked out season. So a little bit of what's coming up here as far as Smash Daily is concerned.
It is the Big Z, 107.1 FM, WBGZ. Smash it with you right here. Got another dark sky coming over Alton, but nothing like uh, last Thursday night. But a dark sky coming over Alton. We'll see what happens as far as the weather is. I mean, you've got the river like that, you know, and you got the, the heat water that comes up off the river evaporating and all that. Yeah, you're going to have some kind of like sky action because that's the way it works. Akuma Matata, circle of life type of river stuff. That's just me getting involved with the water. A uh, felony charges, by the way, in case you hadn't heard, against the uh, McCloskeys, the homeowners, the armed homeowners. Um, When the protesters walk through the private property of Portland Place, I, I believe it is out there in the central west end, Anyway, they've been hit with felony charges. Eric Schmidt, the um, Missouri, Missouri Attorney General, says he's going to be looking into the uh, charges, and um, he's looking at having to Smith. He said this is a political persecution, and Kim Gardner uh, is doing kind of like an unlawful use of her power to be putting these people into the definition of felony, all right? So anyway, we'll see what that uh, all develops into. It should be kind of something. Whatever. Whatever. Man, it's a wild time when you think about it. And think, uh, listen to this. What are we, uh, 10 days away from August 1st? So August 1st, we are three months away from election. And three months. Remember, when they were doing the Trump and 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 um, and uh, golly, who do you run against? I can't remember. Who did that's 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 bad. Well, when they were doing that campaign, let me get a phone number here. Maybe somebody who got a bigger brain than me. 1570 618-465-1570. Ah, against Hillary Clinton. I don't know where that went. Dog. Anyway, um, I mean, they were at, like, it seemed like a year, if not more. These guys haven't even gone at it yet, at least not with the brutality that is expected in this particular situation. But one is playing the COVID for his advantage as far as how he's handling his concern, and the other is playing it as his advantage as to the fact that he's not handling it, but boy, if I did, it's kind of like, come on, both of you guys, daggone it, what happened to America? That's my question. Oh, I don't want to. When I was growing up, we had this song, I like the United States of America. I like the way we all live without fear. I like to vote for my choice, speak my mind, raise my voice. Yeah, I like it. Here, you can't sing that no more. Media's got everything up in arms. These two jamokes running for president. Gee, many Christmas. But uh, hey, that's enough of my political today. I got to back away from political. I know, you know, 
election time and all that, but I got to back away from political. Because I will say one thing, though. You would have loved me if you would have let me be your president. Cat Stevens, I love that guy. You know why? Because he was a rock and roller. He was a soft rock, but a soft rock and roller. But, and I'm just getting this off of the uh, web, not the website, the uh, Facebook site. My Mix 94.3 has got all kind, you know, like My Mix 94.3. That's the best mix of the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s right here coming out of the river bend. All right? Sister station to WBGZ. So My Mix 94.3, when you look them up on Facebook, got all kinds of information on various rockers. And, of course, today being Cat Stevens' birthday, born on this date in 1948. So he's got to be 71, 72, something like that. He came through really with his first big U.S. hit was Morning has broken like the first dawn. I'll tell you another great song that he really didn't have the big hit with, but boy, did Rod Stewart kill it. And then Sheryl Crow knocked it out, man. That is first cut is the deepest. Covered by many, but Rod Stewart and then Sheryl Crow, magnificent. He converted to... Uh, the Muslim religion in 1977, changed his name to Yusef Islam, went away for a while, and then I don't know what he did, but he got some sort of deal with uh, with Islam. And Islam said, all right, go ahead and sing some of your old songs and do a few concerts and all that. And money raised, of course, goes to Allah. And uh, everybody's happy. Anyway, I love Cat Stevens. So I thought, man, I'm going to play a couple of my favorite Cat Stevens songs here. Because Smash Daily... Do all kinds of stuff. This is like a, a cultural show, all right? Or a lack of <laughs> culture show. But uh, I'm going with this one right here. From an album, which back in the hippie days, you had to have this album. And that's T for the Tillerman. Had all kinds of great songs on it. I tell you about it on the backside here. But this is one of the big songs that came off of that. One of these big hits from back in the uh, 70s it was. Longer Boats, Cat Stevens it is. Happy birthday, my man. If you can be listening to us out there, streaming as they do, to WBGZ. Longer boats are coming to win us. They're coming to win us. They're coming to win us. Longer boats are coming to win us. Hold on to the shore. They'll be taking the key from the
Stevens right there. Happy birthday to that dude. 71, 72 years old. Who's counting? Dude is still looking good. I don't know if you looked at him lately. He's looking good. If you go to My Mix 94.3 on Facebook. Got a nice picture of him in the hippie days and then the present day. Boy, I tell you what, that T for the Tillerman album, hard-headed woman on that. Where do the children play? That's a magnificent song. Miles from Nowhere I Love. I'm going to play that. Wild World. World. Father and Son. Man, that'll make you cry, that song. All right. I'm going to play another one right here. This is Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens was our pleasant side back in that day. You know? We were tough guys. We were playing, you know, rocking type of music. But we were allowed Cat Stevens because the dude was cool, first of all. He looked good. You wanted to look like Cat Stevens. Had a name called Cat. And that was like a first. Because he was a cool cat. He was Cat Stevens. But the dude is Greek. He's got some crazy Greek name. I got a crazy Greek Jewish name. But uh, Cat Stevens, man, he was he was he was the pleasant side of it all. Because we were tough guys, you know, getting into Skinner and Molly Hatchet and all that. And Rolling Stones and the animals and, and all them. But Cass Stevens, he allowed you to be pleasant. And with that, the women did love you. Miles from nowhere. Guess I'll take my time. there Look up at the mountain I have to climb Oh yeah To reach there Lord my body It's been a good friend But I won't need it When I reach the end 
Beautiful piece of music right there. I'll tell you what, that T in the Tillerman album is fantastic. I'll tell you, Teaser and the Firecats, another fantastic album by Cat Stevens celebrating his birthday today. He's Greek. I'm not remembering what his Greek name was. Hold on, I got to ask Lady Brainiac because she knows everything. Lady Brainiac, what is Cat Stevens' real name? Let's see what she comes up with because she knows everything. His full name is Stephen Demeter Georgiou. Stephen Demeter Georgiou. Well, I was born in Greece. I think it's Stephen Demeter Georgiou. That's the way we would say it in Greek. So that's it. Demetri, that's the middle name. But Cat Stevens, happy birthday to that dude right there. My, my, my. What great songs. Thinking about the, uh, the days of running rampant in hippie attire. I mean, I was so stupid. I, I, I used to wear, remember Isaac Hayes? He used to wear a dashiki, one of those African robes with the gold chains and everything. You would have the, those on also. I bought a dashiki thinking that I would be cool. And I would go around the neighborhood. <laughs> dashiki. 
Uh, I can't stand myself sometimes. Golly, I just remembered all that. I thought I was cool because I was a white dude and I was wearing, a, you know, dashiki. The native garb of Africa. And all the uh, brothers, some of the sisters, but all the brothers who look at me like, what is wrong with this guy? Luckily, we know him from the neighborhood. So we let him slide. But, uh, yeah, I, I wore the attire of the ancient day. So they're smashing him with you right here. Kanye West, running for president. I don't know if you've heard this. I don't know if you got a clip. I got a clip, a couple of clips for you of him at his presidential campaign rally. Uh, screaming and crying. It's phenomenal. Coming up next, and uh, also following that uh, in just a little bit here, the automatic moment. in his own indiscriminate fashion. Say, blessed? Guy's just working the crowd. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. But he's blessed also because he's putting forth the, the good message. Say, well, Smash, what is it with these guys who, you know, because, I mean, I watched when Kanye West, that was Kanye West, uh, I watched when he, like, came around and said he was now Jesus uh, bent and um, he was on with Joel Osteen they did the the big Yankee Stadium uh, Night of Hope and all that kind of stuff and uh, <laughs> my goodness and wait till I get to these two clips of him running for president at his campaign rally what was it last night night before whenever it was in North Charleston South Carolina but you used to say Smash how do these rappers Talk about gangsta stuff and do gangsta stuff. Am I pronouncing it right? Uh, and, and, and then say they're all about Jesus. Well, Kirk Franklin is a very well-renowned leader in the, in the Jesus community. One of the great singers, songwriters, got all kinds of Grammys and Dove Awards and all that kind of stuff that to give out. And he did an interview with Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg, about a year ago, puts out a Jesus album. Believe it or not, he got himself, I think it was like a Dove Award, something like that, for the best new album of the day. All right? So he's talking here, Kirk Franklin, with Snoop Dogg, and maybe Snoop will enlighten you to an extent that Kanye has more or less disturbed you with it. So I'll go with Snoop, and then we'll get to Kanye and his presidential rally here, Snoop. 
Here is Snoop. Here is Snoop. Wow. Okay, just a minute, please. Oh, thank God. All right. I'm going to go right here. Snoop. Here is Snoop. Hmm. That's not working. Is everything up? Yes, it is. Everything's in place. But Snoop is not working. Snoop doggy dog. Why ain't you working? Snoop doggy dog. Yeah. That didn't work either. I thought I'd go western. You see what I'm saying? Because that makes the animals move. Yeah. But it didn't work. Hmm. Does that mean the screen is frozen on this particular situation? I don't know. Hold on for a second. I'm going to try this right here. I'm going to get rid of that and see if we go right into it. No, nah, can't even do that. Okay, let's see if I can go get some help. Just a minute, please. I'm going to try one more time, though. Nope. I'll be back. Talk amongst yourself. Hold on. Oh! Back in a moment. Look for some help here. Screen is frozen. Man versus machine! You know, I was uh, uh, wanting to go, uh, and mics are on, by the way. I was wanting to go to Snoop here to explain what uh, the reasoning is between rappers turning, hi, Sam, uh, <laughs> turning Jesus freaks. And I can't get that to snap. People don't understand that gangster rap come Thank from you, gospel music. 95% of the gangster rappers were born and raised in a church. And their wow. first style of music that they heard or were introduced to was church music, was gospel music. Wow. That's their upbringing. That's really? why if you notice when every gangster rapper went in the war, what's the first thing he say? He don't say thank the homies, yeah. thank the spot, thank the man wow. that showed me how to sell drugs, thank the man that showed me how to shoot. No, I want to thank God. Most of us was brought up in Baptist churches. I, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, Baptist church was the thing out here on the West Coast. The same way you was brought up with the singing and yeah, yeah, all yeah, that, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. and the deacon and the ushers yeah. and another minister come in and... You know what I'm saying? It's going down. This is where we learned how to perform. Yes. We learned how to act as yes. far as being in plays. We learned yes. how to conduct ourselves. We learned how to articulate. We learned how to read. Yeah. We learned how to do all the things that we do now as professionals in rap. Then that does say a lot to the message of the oppressed. Yes. Because gospel rap was the messenger of the oppressed mm -hmm. and oppression. And, and you didn't know this, but I was in church as a kid, but my influence was hip hop. Mm. Like my influence was diggable planets, or was like was Eric Ben Rakim yeah. or Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. Real hip hop. Re real hip hop. And then in the nineties, you know, because I'm from Texas, right. it was it was the Ghetto Boys. Right. And then there was a um, there was a CD that I got, and it was a doghouse, mm. and it was like a a dog with some hips. Okay, you talking about doggy style? 
Yeah, yeah. By, 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 by somebody. Snoop, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah. You ought to check him out. He's not bad. He has some nice songs. He do? Like, nice, nice guy. I heard of him. You heard of him? I'm gonna check him out, see what he's working with. That's cold. But you didn't know that. You didn't know that I had the record and I had everything that, that you Did you notice doing? that we had musical implements in our record? That's that why was, I had the record. It was musical. It was not just a regular record where it was sampling and just scratching and taking other people's music, but it was live musicians. And 90% of those musicians played in the church. The boy that played on What's My Name, Snoop Doggy Dog. How old were you when you felt the Lord knocking on your heart? Man, probably when I was like nine years old, I used to go to church all the time and my mother used to catch the Holy Ghost and people used to always laugh and make fun and be like, your mama finna fall out again. And you know, cause we didn't understand yeah. what catching yeah. the Holy Ghost was back got then. It. So it. one particular Sunday, I caught the Holy Ghost, like not falling out and all that, yeah, but, but I felt some kind but of- But you knew something man, happened. I felt some kind of way and I was something like- Something happened. Yeah, like yeah. I need to be doing more right than wrong. Wow. Whenever I'm in, in life and I need to take God with me everywhere I go. Wow. No matter what I do. So so why did it not ever move from that to like trying to be that dude that would like spit for God? Like like was it You know what I believe that my calling was to go minister to the streets first and then get to people and then tell them about God's wire once I get their attention. My man Snoop, that's the way you do it, buddy. Or you can do it uh, Kanye style. <laughs> Take away from my spins, but you probably take away from my ends. Then I hope it take away from my sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. Astounding. An astounding showman right there. Definitely knows how to work what he needs to work to make it work. So now Kanye West is gone. He's still Jesus, but he's gone to add presidential. And in the addition of the caliber of El Presidente, uh, Kanye had himself a, a president's rally, his first one. Was it, I can remember his last night and the night before, whenever it was in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. And so... He gets like, you know, like Snoop was talking about falling out. Kanye was falling out. Here he talks about how him and Kim were were talking about taking a life. Listen, listen closely, because this is relatively subdued type of uh, talk, conversation-wise, volume-wise, projection-wise. I bolstered it up as best I could, but listen closely. And this is, well, who knows? You might vote for him. You're next president.
she had the pills in her hand. Do people know these pills where you take the pills? And if you take it, it's a wrap. The baby's gone. And I called my wife. And she said, we're going to have this baby. She brought North into the world, even when I didn't want to. She stood up and she protected that child. Wow. Those guys acting up like that at his own presidential rally. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. You are of the stock of a multimillionaire, all right? You're coming out of, you're a multimillionaire. You're running for president. Put in your budget a decent sound system so people can hear you, daggone it, Kanye West. Daggone, I can't stand it. These guys, these jamokes. So then, Kanye West trying to be black on everybody and everything, talking about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, of course, they're talking about putting her her face uh, on, uh, I can't remember, $10 bill, something like that. Um, Harriet Tubman, Underground Railroad, helped free a number of slaves. But here's Kanye at his presidential rally, and... uh, He's telling this to the black folks. Well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for all the white people. Y'all, we leaving right now. <laughs> you hear that, lady? <laughs> we go on, we're leaving right now. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, hey, that could be your next president. You never know. I mean, as crazy as these guys are who are running for president, why not add this guy to the pot? Unbelievable. But believable. At the same, because we are in a time where unbelievability is believability. When you don't know the truth from the lies, you don't know the lies from the truth. And all you know is what you see and what you see ain't necessarily so. Ha <laughs> ha. Welcome to America. Take away from my spins, but you probably take away from my ends. Then I hope it take away from my sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. You know, our producer for Smash Daily, Automatic. He's growing in the radio business. I put him on assignment. Once a week, he gets to do the automatic moment. His first name's Auto. His last name is M-A-T-E-K, Matic. And Automatic is his name. So he's putting together an automatic moment for this particular point in time. This is always on Tuesday. So with that in mind, let's see what he's delivered here. Because I asked him to deliver it from afar. And thus it could be indeed put in place into the slot and thus determined to be of grandeur and or not to be determined at all. Here is the automatic moment for today.
July 17th, 1969. That's the day that Apollo 11 started and the Saturn V rocket blasted off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida, carrying Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins. Traveling to Tranquility Base to land on the lunar surface for the first time in the history of our species. Fast forward to July 20th, yesterday, mind you. 51 years ago, yesterday to be precise, humankind stepped foot on the face of the moon. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. It's quite interesting when you think of that moment as a people, as, as technology, as a species, the weight of that moment had to have been on the shoulders of the three astronauts in the module, as well as the men and women on the ground at NASA, crewing the mission, leading the mission. But it's interesting when you take that symbolism, that imagery, and compare it with what we're seeing now as a nation it's almost as if things aren't all that different. Yes, 51 years have passed and technology has continued to rocket into the future. The proverbial future, that is. We as a people still seem so divided. It's no secret that racial injustice still exists in this country. It's no secret that racial disparities still exist in this country. So after 51 years, the continuation of innovation, the continuation of developing new and exciting technology, just weeks ago, sending two astronauts, Bob and Doug, back to space for the first time in a privately owned spacecraft, it's an interesting backdrop to the, the world that we live in, the country that we live in. While technology keeps moving forward, while innovation keeps moving forward, we as a people seem stagnant. Now, taking a serious tone is not something I normally do in the automatic moment, but I felt that this was a good point of reflection to look back onto the history of our nation, to look back onto the history of the technological developments that we as a nation have developed. But it makes you wonder, while technology and the final frontier keep moving forward, when will we as a people truly embrace the mindset that built America? That we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nice job there, Otto, as we get ready to close out the show, because for me, I am um, G-O-H-N gone. So gone, I was not even here. But Otto, got to tell you this about that, man. That was the moon landing. That was a big deal. And 
with the Smash School of Broadcasting as I as your teacher, your instructor, your motivator, your mentor. I'd have to say that would have been well spoken and read to maybe a, you know, maybe some fifth graders. And you could be sitting up there in the front of the class and just be reading like that. And they'd be looking at you like, what the, is this guy talking about? But uh, they start early nowadays. Not in my day. We'd, have, of course, had respect for you. But uh, there you go. Automatic moment. All right. There's a lot of growth potential there. Let me put it that way. So much so that you could, uh, in all honesty, say that this happened to be. That's one small step for man. <laughs> one giant leap for mankind. Yep. And off we go. 